I'm Carly, and I play Hollis the Merperson. Hey y'all, it's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House in Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, proprietor and owner. It's very exciting to, to say things like I have not had a place like this ever in my life. Um, I have not exactly lived a life wherein I've kept a hold of my personal effects for extended periods of time. It always seems like something just kind of comes along and washes it all away, sets me back to square one. Um, it's been tsunamis, it's been um, rampaging beetles at one point, uh, a lot of loan defaults, um, mostly by my uh, soon-to-be ex-wife Tallulah, but um, occasionally by me. You know, um, as I think about it, it would be uh, really just wonderful if all of you could do your best to keep the Jasper owns the Gilded Ram thing kind of just within the Merkheim community and not spread it outside of that community. Because if my soon-to-be ex-wife Tallulah finds out that I currently own a facility such as this, I dare say she would come to town with some ideas as to how she could exploit this for her own personal gains. So. Um, word does travel fast around Yorith, so let's just keep this one on a leash, shall we? I, 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 I do my best not to bring it up. I rarely talk about it myself. Um, and I would implore all of you to do the same. Now, if you're talking with other people here around town in Merkheim that aren't out-of-towners and nobody's got, you know, ears up to doors or windows or things of that nature, and it's just everyone's just talking about how well Jasper's doing just internally, I think that's great, especially if I'm around. But if anyone else is there from out of town, maybe just use a code name and we can all agree on a code name for me and then you could talk about how great i'm doing or th things and then no one outside of town would be any the wiser you know i'm thinking something very much you know full of machismo like myself something like a rex man cake you know something like that um and everybody could say oh, did, you, did you hear everything that's going great for rex man cake and they'd be like yeah i love that guy he's coming to town and taking the whole community by storm and now he's a business owner and um just a pillar of the community and um, everyone will know that you're talking about me jasper spit whistle but just use the term rex man cake anyway back to the story the brute force was well okay so vrim had been an island for a very long period of time, you know, immemorial for all I could tell you, but uh, at this point it had lifted up into the air. So it's one of those weird little floating island things you only really see in Minecraft. And underneath the island was like some other type of massive crystalline city, and it was all mirrored and weird, and um, you know, there were actual buildings carved into the crystal. Um, and so the crew kind of flying around trying to take in the scope of of all that was going on down there and they'd found one particular structure that looked somewhat like um well some very ornate like a church almost or a, a temple of some sort um, so morton leland landed on a, a what was a balcony of sorts to try to get in broke their way into the place um and down below which was technically up we're gonna get into all of those confusing things in a minute, um, Lola decided this would be a great opportunity to try to take a step into Hollis's mind. It's kind of a weird, magical place. All the, the water was dripping off with this purple, sparkly magic energy. And so, you know, you figure you try the one magic you know, see if there's any interaction, you know? Why not? It's like when you're a kid and you get a chemistry set and you're just like, well, let's just pour everything together and shake it up. And sometimes, you know, it makes pretty colors. Sometimes it blows your sister's hand clean off. Um, so this was one of those times as uh, Lola and Hollis vanished. 
I mean, from their perspectives, they didn't vanish. They just moved to a different position. Uh, from Mort and Leland's position, they did indeed vanish. They were whisked away to it. Well, I can't exactly tell you quite yet. You're going to have to stick around for the story. As owner and proprietor, I have to be very careful about how well I kind of lay in my um, foreshadowing. You know, I don't want it to give too much away because I don't want you to just go, oh, well, we know how this one's going to end and then grab a couple of brewskis for the road and then just trop on down. You know, you, I, I want to keep you here for as long as possible. So, you know, buckle up your seatbelts. Um, we did have seatbelts installed on many of the chairs. If you've got one, great. You know, we'll get around to you if you didn't. And, um, you know, <laughs> settle in because they're trapped in a crystal. I'm going to tell you in, in the story proper, we're going to get there. Mort and Leland, you guys are kind of hanging out on this upside down balcony, I guess, um, kind of in the entryway to uh, this crystal tower. When you see Cammy uh, and Hollis with Cammy's got her little paws on uh, right on top of the eye stalks of Hollis and is very intent on uh, doing some some psychic mind melding. And then all of a sudden, both of them just kind of vanish and they kind of pop out of existence. And then all of their little uh, reflections also pop out of existence all around them. What the fucking fuck? Holy shit. Leland, what the fuck was that? Did you see that thing just vanished? What the hell? Yeah, man. That's, I mean, it's probably the drugs. We did drink a lot of weird water. Oh, that's true. And uh, in your experience, how long do these sort of drugs usually last? Because, you know, I don't know how much longer I can keep this up for through a whole recording. You know, I don't think it's really going to happen very, very well. Is it like a very short lasting thing or is it going to be like a long, long time? Oh, it, it depends on it depends on the drug. I mean, if what I think is happening to you is that you just had some cocaina residue in the bottle mix. Yeah, that's a short high. You'll be good 10, 15 minutes. Now, if this water has more uh, LSD government properties doing experiments on our minds properties, hell, brother, this could be 12 to 24 hours. I mean, we could be really in for some shit. Probably just the cocaine. I think what we should do, though, I think I think the the, the Hollis and the, and the and the Cami is are doing tricks on us, and you know, Aztec tomb style, and they haven't really disappeared. They just found a cool trapdoor situation. So I would like to explore on the opposite side of the trapdoor to find them. And then we could say, joke's on you, you're not the mask. That, that sounds like a really good idea to me. Yeah, I mean, if this is some kind of weird hallucination type thing, then, you know, going out there is not going to really do, do a heck of a lot. We should probably go inside and check all that out in there. And and God, I really hope this doesn't last very long. That's all, oh, I'm coming down. Oh, now I feel really bad. You suddenly feel really bad. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely just the cocaine. Okay. You'll be good. You got any more? Any more cocaine? Oh, no, sorry. No, I, no, no. Sorry. Back back on task. Uh, Are you saying the only way to detox is to retox? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But uh, no, I, I can't start because you know, I've got a very addictive personality. If I go down that route, I'm just going to become a, a cokehead and I really can't have that. Yeah, you do have a dick personality. That is true. Let's go inside and uh, check That's out. That's very true. Yeah, Because we've seen the outside. Let's go check out the inside. Okay, yeah. Lead on. Uh, as you guys walk into this crystal tower, a couple of things. One, it's pretty well lit in here. You notice that the crystal, it seems like all one piece from the outside, but some of it is transparent and some of it is not from the inside. So there is lighting uh, coming from outside uh, kind of through all of this tower. A uh, handful of other things you see, the like the very upper ceiling of this area is filled with uh, pools of that like slightly glowing purplish water that kind of got trapped in here when the water all rushed out um, from when this th place was submerged. Also, noticeably, it is kind of not pooling in a way that looks super normal. Uh, it's It doesn't look like it's just like a kiddie pool worth of water on the ceiling. It kind of like is operating in a, in a more of a blob uh, a, a zero gravity blob uh, sense because uh, you guys notice when you walk in that you can kind of freely move about. It's almost like you're swimming in midair. There doesn't seem to be really any gravity within this tower. So when you get, when you come in, you're um, initially you're positioned in a way where the floor is technically the ceiling. Uh, it takes very little to like rotate yourself into 
a complete 180 so that you are kind of looking down at what would be the floor, but you are uh, kind of floating above it. So it's like, you know, we just flipped around and now we're up the right way, even though we're upside down. But from a camera's point of view, you know, everything's up the right way up. From from the perspective of the of the tower, you're the right way up, and you're just kind of floating in the air. But yeah, from from the perspective of outside, you'd be upside down now. So I I sort of step slash swim into like the center of the tower stairwell type bit, and I'm like, "You got to burp, Charlie! You got to." <laughs> <laughs> I let out a, a burp and see if I float down. It's some it's a pretty mild burp. Uh, it the burp does propel you backwards. About a centimeter, though, because that's the way physics would work. No, so I, I step in and I sort of swim down. You're, the, the air is weirdly feels thick. Um, you're able to, like, swim around in uh, this space in a way that physics wouldn't really work with. But, yeah, you're able to, like, push yourself down towards the floor. Um, there are uh, stairs that kind of spiral down, cut into this crystal. In the area of this kind of like upper floor, there's really not a lot of note. Um, It seems like it was some sort of like observatory. There is a big crystal telescope, basically, um, that is all one piece of crystal. um, But different parts of it are transparent and different parts of it are opaque. And um, it looks like it is kind of uh, fashioned into or carved out of the same crystal that the whole entire tower is is carved out of like an actual telescope telescope i don't know are you looking into it uh i'm gonna try okay what do i see uh as you look into the telescope uh you see uh the water below you because yeah it's pointed at the water does it move it does seem to be a functional telescope uh it it does rotate yeah uh i rotate it to the spot where we saw uh, Hollis and uh, can we disappear? Okay, yeah. You just you see a bunch of uh, of of mirrors kind of facing each other. There's nothing uh, particularly weird or unusual. It just looks like a closer up view of it. Uh, why don't you roll me a notice as well? Both of us are just Jono. Uh, both of you can. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, two, even. So just zero. Uh, all right, Leland, you're just kind of checking out, wondering if there's any value to most of this stuff. It seems like it's pretty fancy shit, um, but most of it's attached. Uh, Mort, you notice that, you know, the inside of this is every bit as reflective as the outside, except for the parts that are, are transparent. So you're basically surrounded by a room of mirrors and you see your reflection and it looks like you. The reflection in the mirrors all around you look like you. So they don't look like sort of the terrifying image I saw last time I looked in a mirror. Correct. They look they look like how you actually look right now. Okay. Uh, Mort stands there for a while, like combing his hair with his fingers and you know, primping himself up. So sorry, sorry, Leland. Uh, just a bit distracted. I haven't seen myself for for a while and. I definitely haven't seen myself with hair this long before, so I just just drinking it in, you know. Yeah, man. I so we got we're floating, which is weird to me. I've I've had a lot of sensations in my life. Floating's not one of them, so that's new. A lot of new of experiences today. Never seen people disappear before. Uh, not overly worried about Hollis on account of the fact that she is filled with vim and vinegar and and vigor, so they'll be fine. Cammy is desperate for attention. And if she is somewhere where she's not constantly getting attention, it could end terribly for her on account of the fact that she is uh, desperate for the approval of everyone that she meets. So that is a little bit of a concern. But the other part, part C, is that we could just say to hell with it and we could go on our merry way. We've seen this tower. Great. I've seen it. You've seen it. We got the Tigress. We could piss off and see what's happening with the Guernsey and Navy and become the heroes of time. And then my curse could be lifted and I could ascend into a higher plane. <laughs> I don't know what that means for you. Have we seen all of the tower? Uh, are there any other like doorways further into the tower? I mean, you've seen one tower. You've seen them all. Yeah, I mean, there are stairs like leading downward. You're just kind of in the upper atrium area, I suppose. <sighs> 
All right, fine, Mort. Let's go down. Yeah, let's let's go down. See see what's down there. Uh, as you guys get to the stairs, you hear and feel reverberating throughout this entire tower a really deep gong sound. Very natural sound of like a reverberating crystalline sound. I should have stayed in my tomb. It is a tone that echoes throughout the entirety of this of this tower. I should have stayed. I should have stayed in my tomb. You come in. I, I tricked you with the whiskey to bond us, and I thought we'd get out, and it'd be a minor thing, like help someone relay a, a, a water line to their house because they didn't like the water pressure they were getting, or maybe help someone move. But you show up to move, and they haven't packed anything yet, so you're actually packing their boxes. I, that's what the situation I thought I was getting myself into. And now we got gongs and we got missing creatures and we got a Navy and there's vampires everywhere. And I would have been better off just being in my tomb, dry jacking it. I ran out of lube 155 years ago. <laughs> Hollis, <laughs> one second you uh, have Cammy inside your mind mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's just enjoying the uh, the workout regimen that is constantly going out inside Ooh, your brain. The muscle beach. Uh, the next minute you open... <sighs> You open your eyes and you are underwater. Huh. I mean, this is no problem for me, but it's a little weird that I was there and now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you are underwater. And as you kind of look around, you see that uh, the area that you're in is shimmering. The water is shimmering in a very strange way, a way that you have not seen water shimmer before. Um, something really peculiar is going on here. Immediately, she's gonna oh mighty uh, jazz i mean this really can't be anyone but you uh uh come forth my lord and what what bidding do you need done as you try to fancifully uh wave your hands around and you know do your version of i i guess uh, is it a flex that's how you pray yeah flexing (laughs) yeah um you are you are unable to move uh, oh, I don't like this much. Uh, you also recognize that this, all of the things that you've said so far have only been in your mind. You've not been able to actually speak. Uh, roll and notice. Oof. Um, I got two. Okay. Um, you see other merfolk around <gasps> you. And <laughs> the only reason you see other merfolk and not a singular one is because you can see in two different directions at once. And... Then you realize that they are they both look exactly like you Uh, and you start to recognize that the reason that the shimmering looks so weird is that you are surrounded on all sides by mirrors above you, below you, all sides like an octagon uh, prism of water surrounded by mirrors. Uh, Oh, I mean, this gives me some great angles of, of my back. That I've been wondering how it's been looking. It's looking good. Um, but I don't like this much. And she's going to try to struggle to punch it, essentially. Yeah, none of your muscles seem to work even the slightest bit. You can't move your head. You can't move your fingers. You can't. You don't even feel like the neurons that are firing to make your muscles move are even sending a signal. She starts screaming Cammy in her in her head. Hey, Cammy. Uh huh. One minute you are inside uh, the lovely gold gym that is Hollis's brain. I liked it there. The next minute you are underwater. Um, I'm also underwater. You are also underwater. This seems heavily weighted against my character. Um, how is breathing going for me? Well, now that you mention it, you've only been here for a split second. Uh, you have not been breathing uh, in the time that you have been <laughs> okay. conscious of it. You think about maybe I shouldn't try to take a breath because I do feel like I'm in water. Currently, you don't feel like you need to breathe yet. Okay. Um, is there – I think the first thing Kami's going to try to find is um, a top, a way to get to water or maybe like a comically large bubble uh, mm-hmm. that I can stick my head into, my snoot into – uh, but yeah, like a source of oxygen, I think, is going to be Cammy's first concern. Excellent. Roll a... N- no, actually, you don't even... Yeah, no roll a notice. I'm actually good at this thing, so... I know. It would be rude not to allow you to. So you... Oh, so I do roll it? Yeah, go ahead and roll it. Oh, okay. Five. Great. 
Um, you do notice that there's probably uh, about a two foot area as you look upwards and you really can't look upwards. It's like in your peripheral vision because you're having a hard time moving your eyes as in they won't move. Um, and you're having a hard time moving your head as in it won't move. And you do see in your peripheral vision at the very top of your peripheral vision, it looks like there is a gap where there's a water line above you okay. uh, against something. Can I judge any distance? Like realistically, is this the thing that I could swim to in, in the, in a world in which I have, you know, agency over my muscles. Yeah, you would get, I mean, you would guess it's probably only about four feet above your head. Oh, okay. Um, Hollis. Is there a Hollis? Is there Hollis? I looked for oxygen. Look for Hollis. Those are my priorities. Yes, uh, there is, there's no Hollis. There are a lot of mirrors all around you that seem to be showing you a, a, a little fox girl. Okay. Fuck. How many tails? Um, four, I think, right? Okay. Damn it. All right. I was, t- I was trying to see if there was like, if it was like past, present, future, like go, you know, r- reflections yeah. of Christmas past or what. Okay. All right. It's just a bunch yeah. of Yeah. Um, and then as you're starting to kind of get a little nervous about this because, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not having really any success moving, speaking, doing anything except for sitting there immobilized. Um, there is a loud uh, reverberating gong that goes off and sh- just kind of um, all the water inside your little crystal uh, cell that you're in um, just thrashes wildly and the mirrors kind of warp and warble around you as this like crystalline sound kind of tings all around you. Oh, fuck. All right, Mort and Leland, you guys are walking down some crystal stairs. It's a spiral crystal staircase. Um, as you guys are, are heading down, there's a handful of um, rooms kind of that you're I mean, you're not really walking down these stairs. You're kind of floating and uh, half air swimming down these stairs. Uh, most of these rooms look like they're just kind of like sitting rooms. And like one of them looks like it's set up for some sort of like prayer, uh, like circle type thing. Uh, but most of it, like it's tough to see how any of this place was really arranged because all of any furniture that would be in there is like floating haphazardly in the middle of the air in the room. There is really kind of a lot of water damage to pretty much everything in most of these rooms. So there's uh, plenty of rooms to uh, kind of look through and investigate on your way down. But you do hear again every probably every two or three minutes you hear like a loud gong that kind of echoes through this this uh, this tower. And it does not an important an important note is that that sound is not quite the same. So each time it happens, it's a different pitch or a different um, resonance. Is it always like going up or going down or is it seemingly random pitches and resonances? It doesn't seem like it's random, but it doesn't, it's not like continually going up or continually going down. It feels like it's, like at first it started low, then it would go high and then it went back lower again. And now it went back higher the last time. It feels like they're trying to zero in on something. If that's like, like the, the tower is zeroing in right, on right. some particular sound, maybe more in the middle. This sort of like reverberating through the hotel. So we can't really tell where it's coming from. It definitely feels like it's coming from deeper in the tower, like below okay. you. Yeah. Okay. It's getting louder as you, as you travel down these stairs. It's my concern, Mort. We're going to find out whatever's going on with this gong. We're going to fix it, as is our modus operandi. And then all these tables and chairs are going to... Gravity's going to right itself. We're going to get smushed to death when that mahogany table falls upon my head. So what's our plan for that? Uh, don't stand under it, I guess. All right, man. Well, I mean, here's the thing of it is, if I die... I just have to go back to my tomb. That's what happens. Hey, my concern is more that we fix this gonging thing and the whole island just falls out of the sky and smushes us. Well, that's a concern too. I, y'all won't go to my tomb, I don't think, if you get smushed. So really, there's not a ton of risk for me other than just being entombed again for, hell, three, four, five, six hundred years. 
till someone else chances mm-hmm. upon it. So I guess we'll go to the gong. I've lived a long life. I, I guess I, I don't mind being smushed too much. All right, well, let's go check out this gong then. We've we've done it. We figured it out. Nihilism. Okay, so uh, I, I guess we're going then. Going, 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 gong. <laughs> All right, you keep going downward uh, further still, and you enter a room that is um, set up a little differently than the others. There is a huge crystal pillar in the center of this room, and it is surrounded by eight other very small, like set into the floor crystal pillars uh, that kind of circle around it. Um, it. This is central to the tower. Uh, the stairs do continue down past this area. Uh, as you're kind of standing here, you hear that gong go off again, and it is not in this room, but this room is definitely reverberating harder than anything that you've been through so far. And as you kind of like look at this big pillar in the center of this room, there is kind of a hazy, watery picture that shows up in the center of this uh, the the big pillar in the middle that has uh, just a very large swordfish swimming around in it. Ooh, these uh, smaller pillars are they like sort of pedestals? type thing or are they still floor to ceiling they're all pedestals yeah they're about they're about waist high pedestals i walk up to the big crystal pillar and have a closer look at this swordfish okay it is a swordfish that is not moving at all inside the crystal pillar it is just entirely static it is frozen in time you can see the scales on this thing you can see that it has like a scar across one of its fins uh it is an actual swordfish but it is fully immobilized in this big watery prism. These uh, pillars, do they look sort of man-made or like the natural formations? They definitely look crafted. They don't look man-made, but they definitely look like they are not a natural occurrence. I'd knock on the crystal pillar, see if it makes some kind of gonging type noise. All right. Uh, as you kind of like knock on the crystal pillar, like, the the big one or the any of the little ones? What the are you hitting? The big one. The big one. Yeah, as you hit the big one, it kind of has a little ping sound to it. And when you do that, one of the crystal pillars around the outside glows like a very faint uh, orangish glow. Oh, okay. Uh, I hit it harder. Uh, yeah, every time you hit this this big pillar in the middle, one of these little pillars around the outside glows mildly. But it's not the same one glowing? Yeah, it's the same one every time. So it doesn't glow more intensely if I hit it harder? I mean, yeah, if you hit it with, like, your sword, it would glow uh, It would it would glow a little bit more intently, sure. Oh, let's hit another one and see if a different one lights up. It's as Simon says. I hit the orange one, which lit up. Yeah, as you hit, you hit the orange one that lit up, and the center pillar lights up, uh, and that... F- Swordfish that's in there moves and thrashes slightly and then freezes back in place. Uh, I hit the center pillar, then the orange pillar, then the center pillar again. When you hit the center pillar, that one side pillar lights up. As you hit the uh, side pillar, again, the same thing, that fish kind of like thrashes a little bit. And then when you go back and hit the center pillar again, the side one lights up again. How many pillars are there down here? Eight of them. Okay, so it's not a siren says thing no we gotta match up there's an order to the colors i hit a different one what 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 happens to it uh give me a number one through eight seven okay uh you hit this pillar it glows orange and the center pillar spins and you see in it frozen in place is just like a a a, a large like rainbow fish oh okay this is a skyrim puzzle um Look in your pocket. See if you have a a, a I've got a wheel claw, of cheese. A dragon's claw that gives you three different runes. We can match up. <laughs> we got swordfish, clownfish. Um, hit. Go on. Hit number three, Mort. I hit number three. Uh, when you hit number three, you see the center pillar spin around again, and you see a hammerhead shark merperson. It's uh, <gasps> Hollis. Is we know this, this one. Center pillar. We know. We know this one. Can can I see them? Uh, you cannot see them. 
you can't see anything. So this is some kind of prison, and all of these things have been trapped in it? Some sort of prism. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only one that can pun it up. I'd go around in sequence, just smack them all. Wait a minute. So we're not, we know Hollis is three. We know, we know Angry Swordfish is one. And we got Clownfish at seven. So let's remember them. Do you need, do you need more drugs? I hit the one next to, to the, I hit number four. Uh, yeah. As you hit number four, you see Kimmy. Hit number two. Okay. I'm going to do that. As you hit number two, you see like a squid that's just doing two like middle finger tentacles as a real <laughs> asshole squid. Oh, we don't want him. I mean, do we just bring up the image of one of one of our friends and just smash the pillar? No, that's probably not right. Is oh, it? I think that's a mistake. <laughs> do we got to put him in order of most dangerous to least dangerous or least dangerous to most dangerous? That's all relative. Love to see how Hollis and Cammy rank. <laughs> well, I guess we just let's hit them all. So then we just go and we hit we hit one, two, three, and four. So we're gonna hit five, six, and eight. Okay, uh, in five, there, there is a gigantic turtle. Like it is this, it is the full size of this. It has like a that big snapping turtle head. It is kind of a a, a smallish dragon turtle. In the next one, there is uh, just another rainbow fish. So that would be six. And then in eight, there is a porpoise. Do you think he's in there by accident? Or did he go in there? I don't like you. I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there... And did you say that the gonging sound didn't seem to be coming from this room? No. Though when that gong sound goes off, occasionally one pillar will like glow like a little bit. You do notice that like as you're hitting these pillars, they reverberate at different uh, resonances. And that is seemingly what's causing the center pillar to like shift when it when it like catches that same resonance sound. I would like to hit them in the classic do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, da scale. Okay, that's eight. That's fucking eight separate notes. That's real weird. It's like an octave, right? So, uh, yeah, you you pound through a, a scale there, and nothing unexpected happens once you hit your your way through it. It shuffles through kind of as you'd expect. I I've got an idea. Let's just wait here for for a little while for this this gong, and the next time the gong goes off, I try and hit the pillar that matches that. Oh, look at the big brain on you. I'm great at waiting. And then we wait. And this is dead air on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hollis. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a number. Any number. Pick a number. 13. Okay. As you are sitting in, or as you're kind of like floating in this weird crystalline uh, mirrored tube of water. The gong goes off again and the mirrors kind of like warp around in front of you and around you. And this time you start to see things in the mirrors. And what you see is a place like kind of unlike anything that you have ever seen before. Now, you have not been exposed to a lot of things in this world, but you do recognize parts of this because you've seen volcanoes from underwater before but this looks like this place is entirely volcanoes is a it's it is all above water there's no water to be seen it is some surface level area that has these big black mountains with lava just pouring out the sides of it um there are castles built into the sides of this mountain the lava is like controlled and worked through i guess water wheels to to a certain extent although i guess you'd have to call them lava wheels it is a whole civilization built into a world that is surrounded by fire and flame and lava huh it's pretty badass looking uh I guess I'm just going to take a mental note of uh, what this looks like. I can't move. I got to keep shouting for Cammy in my head. Yeah. Cammy, Cammy, there's these 
volcano. There's volcanoes, Cammy. And like as you're kind of like as you're just kind of like taking it in, um, the like the gong doesn't sound uh, again, but the whole picture shifts, and all of a sudden, all you see is just frozen wastes, snow from uh, horizon to horizon, and you see in the snow. What you first think is a mountain, but then you recognize it as like in the form of a of a person almost. And it looks a lot like remember, it looks a lot like a giant, but it is completely made of ice and snow and it is like immobile, frozen in place bigger than I mean, remember was nine foot tall. This thing is the size of a mountain. It is like the only thing that you can think is that this is what a true giant must look like. Okay. It's also ripped as hell. Cammy, mm-hmm. give me a number. 49. Okay. As the first gong goes off, uh-huh. um, you're starting to kind of panic because <laughs> yeah. you still don't feel like you need to breathe yet. Um, you also have no way of getting to air when you do and you logically know you're going to need to breathe at some point. But when this gong goes off, the mirrors in front of you kind of like shimmer and uh, warp and they kind of melt away into a forest. And these trees go so high like you grew up around tall trees, but you can barely make out the canopy. These trees are so big and they're rustling almost like. Uh, like when you would play with your little sister in the reeds, like, and you guys would run through the reeds and they would kind of shift around and you could kind of like make out where she was by where the reeds were moving. These trees that are bigger than any tree that you've ever seen are doing that. And something is like coming in your direction. Can I like tell the shape of it? I mean, since the trees are huge and it's wrestling them, I imagine it's massive. Yeah. Whatever it is, is huge. And as you kind of stare there and, and and take it all in, the trees kind of part. There mm-hmm. are these white, like pure white points start showing up on these trees. And then they kind of spread apart. And they you could tell that they are two uh, hands that are like the fingers are reaching through these trees and pulling it apart. Oh, and this God. face looks in. And it is a very fair, beautiful face. Looks in completely white eyes, completely glowing uh, has large like antlers on each side, but is a very human-ish, an elfish-looking face uh, that like sits down and is looking directly at you, and it like looks and kind of cocks its head to one side, kind of curiously taking in. You definitely feel like it can see you. Um, uh, Cammy's gonna like shout in her mind because she's got mind magic, so like maybe this is. Another being that has mind magic. Hi. Um, so the, gosh, there's so many questions. Um, breathing. Yeah. First, maybe, maybe, please. Hi, I'm Cammy. The, <laughs> this thing is so big as to like, it's difficult to take in and like, it kind of recognizes this and shrinks down to about five feet tall. Without the antlers. Sure. With the antlers, it's still probably a solid seven. And it it sits down on the ground uh, in the forest in front of you and kind of uh, cocks its head at you again and kind of claps, uh, claps weirdly, claps with like the back of its hands. Oh, my God. That's a fun thing that you're doing. Oh, that's super. Hey, if I could move my body, I'd, uh, I'd clap too. Do you have any like info tidbits breathing but also how to move my body please the gong sounds again and the world around you starts to kind of like fade out as you like start to see it like warp around you see this like thing uh frown uh as you start to go away and like it looks very scary when it looks upset and it grabs like a handful of mud and kind of pours it onto the ground. And you see that as like the last like remnants of this world are like fading out. You see that the mud takes a shape that looks exactly like you. Oh, my God. Like it's then like the little mud version of you starts to walk around and uh, like it gets impaled with this thing's <laughs> antlers immediately. 
damn it. Ah. <laughs> Why am I in hell? Why am I the one in hell? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know that that's hell, but okay. It's not heaven. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, this this gong has been like sounding more and more regularly as the gong sounds. This is the first time for Morton and Leland that the gong has sounded since you've kind of come up with this plan of hitting things. So as it sounds, you can kind of get a feel for the resonance. Like, you know what pillar to even look at because you're kind of like in tune with these things at this point. You know what pillar to look at when you hear this gong and you look over at pillar number five and it's glowing. We are in the zone, by the way. We've been just ripping lines at Coke like we're writing the screenplay for Commando <laughs> in 1982. We're just, wow. We're, we're, pillar we're 5 was the turtle, right? It was the turtle, yeah. The Pillar 5 was Radon Chong. <laughs> I'm retconning it because of the Commando jokes. All right. Okay. I didn't get it. I, I hit that pillar. Okay. When you hit that pillar, the same thing happens. It, it rotates around and it shows you this picture of this uh, turtle. Uh, but the center pillar continues to glow and this turtle is still moving. It like is swimming and thrashing about in this thing. Hit the center pillar now. Yeah. 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 I uh, hit the center one. Uh, yeah. As you hit the center pillar, it like uh, reverberates and a little crack appears. <sighs> You're doing it, Peter. I, the thing is, if we break this pillar, does that mean we're not going to be able to get our friends back? We're just going to get this turtle thing. Oh, yeah, let's wait. And is is this turtle thing actually in the pillar? Or is the pillar just going to break and we're just not going to get anything out of it? You know, I, I'm not sure if you're just asking rhetorically or you're expecting me to know. Because this is, again, this is my first time in this type of situation. Yeah, I, I didn't expect you to know, but... Oh, we're just brainstorming. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess we should wait and crack one open that has at least one of our friends. Should we paper Yeah, should, should we wait until, until number three or four comes up? Listen, I got, I got an odd or an even behind my back. You pick it, and that's the friend that we'll save. Uh, even... <laughs> Nope, we're saving whichever one was in the odd. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which one was the odd one, Adam? Because we don't know. I mean, if we break the, the if we break the center pillar and then we can't break any other pillars. What's funny to me is that I did there was a point when I was like, how do I make this be a situation wherein Pat and John are gonna have to choose between the two of them? Um, and I'm like, I'm sure it's going to end up being an odds and even scenario. So at that moment, I said the next thought that crossed into my mind was, well, obviously Hollis is odd. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll do Hollis. And I think that's a smart play because we're in an underwater type of sit scenario where we'll need someone to swim. Sure. I'm sure I'm sure this tomb pillar situation isn't uh, all the eggs in one basket. I'm sure it's a multifaceted. Well, we get to break all the sides. I'm pretty sure. But again, you chose you chose Hollis. Let the record show that if we do rescue Cammy, I am going to tell her that you chose Hollis. <laughs> the gong sounds again, and this time pillar number four lights up. Well, we can pass That's that. Cammy's pillar. Yeah, we don't need that. We've already decided. We're just gonna, we're just gonna wait. We're just waiting. And the next time the gong sounds, yeah, pillar number three lights up. Here you go, Mort. This was your choice. Go be the hero. Okay, uh, let's smack pillar number three, and then smack pillar number middle. Number, number middle. middle. <laughs> Hollis, all of a sudden you're able to move. Like, you feel like you're you're moving. You're able to, like, maneuver around and thrash in the water a little bit. Uh, oh, 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 this, uh, keep moving. Just keep, just keep swimming. <laughs> She keeps trying to, to thrash around then. She does that thrash in which sharks do. You see a thrashing Hollis in the middle of this pillar. Uh, I, how long does the reverberation go on for? Is it still going? Can I hit the yes. center pillar again? I hit the center yeah. pillar again. You see kind of like spider webbing cracks through the center pillar. Oh, we give that thing hell. We really hit it. I really hit it. Yeah, we keep smacking it. Give me an athletics... Or a physique, I suppose. Either one would be fine. Uh, both the same. I guess it's a fight. Fight or physique? Uh, my fight's better. Plus two. One. All right. You've continued to spiderweb this thing. 
It's uh boy, it's strong though. The glow is starting to kind of like fade in the center pillar. Oh no, go hit the glow again. Hit it quick. Use your use your vampire speed. Yeah, that that's the thing. Well hit hit the goddamn glowing thing. I'm over here whacking this one. I keep hitting the glowing thing while And I keep hitting the center one. Yes. Uh suddenly like the crack starts to spread across this center pillar and it splits and water starts to rush out. We're doing um, it. and the center pillar explodes, and in each direction you see rainbow fish and porpoises and asshole squids, and Cammy and Hollis all explode out of this, but so does a turtle that is roughly twice the size of any of you. Uh, and we're in combat. But we save we but we save but we save the turtle. It we shouldn't want to fight us. We're its friend. <laughs> It's not a nice turtle. Just excited to be able to fucking breathe. So, I mean, I guess the rest of the stuff is just kind of flopping around. It's only the turtle we have to worry about. Yeah, really just the turtle. I mean, it's the only thing that's going to be able to function without water. Just function very slowly. Yeah, yeah. just step away from it. <laughs> we'll just briskly walk off. Be like, boo, you dumb bastard. Yeah, but there's no gravity. And I did explain oh, that this true. place is basically like... You can float, so I mean, it's, it's the only one that can functionally float. breathe easily. So when they pop out, I just make sure to tell Cammy, "Hey, Cammy, uh, I wanted to save you first off, but 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 Mort only wanted to save Hollis. We're just lucky that all of you came out because well, no, I, I thought we could save all of you at the same time. So that that's why we did. That's that. not what he was, thought. That's not what yeah, he thought. He chose even wrong. Thought. You know, and Leland was just just smacking it, saying, "No, no, I already want to save this one person. I don't care about the other people." But I was saying, "No, let's save everybody at the same time." Anyway, roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know that. Listen, looking back on it, you and I could say we would have done better with the crystal gym pillar puzzle situation, but you don't really know until you're in that scenario. You know, how many times have you gone into a room and there is a some sort of a magical puzzle in the middle of the room and then there are different pillars around that you have to rotate or you have to hit in a particular order or you have to find like sand and pour it on one and then put some water on another and then blow into a third. Like it happens all the time, you know? People do the people do that as like the foyer. Right? That's one of the new things in architecture these days. It's like you go into the foyer of someone's home and all of a sudden you have to answer three riddles from a sphinx. I feel like it's unnecessary. Right? I mean, it doesn't make... Just putting puzzles in there doesn't make you any more worthy, especially when they're solvable. You know, you want to put a good security system in your house or in your crypt or in your vault or anything like that. Put something together that makes no fucking sense, you know? Put something together where there's no key, there's no hint, there's no combination that makes sense. It's not, oh, well, these people worship the sun god, so of course the pillar needs to be rotated to the sun when the sun strikes in from this particular window. Don't do that, you know? Put a pillar in there, right? Put all the bells and whistles on it, but then just pick a weird, weird word, like chonky, right? And then that's what you have to do. You have to rotate it to say chonky. Now, is anyone going to guess that's the key phrase? No, of course not. Or if you're going to do pictograms, then do pictograms, but don't make it make sense. Just say to yourself, tree, house, snake, eagle. That's it, right? Don't give clues around the room that says, oh, before the tree comes the key. I don't even know what that would mean, but don't put clues around. Just remember, remember those things. Tree, house, um, something. The snake, I think. Anyway, you could remember it if you tried, right? And then that's it. Now you've got a great little system there. I don't know. I don't understand why people in ancient times were so keen to give hints away. I mean, it it prevented the basis level of idiots from getting into your tomb. But besides that, what did it really do? Anyway... It wasn't a tomb, and it wasn't a trap. It was just a big crystal party in there. And they did okay with it. They smashed things around a lot, and, you know, sometimes that's what you've got to do. Um, honestly, it wasn't even a puzzle when you think about it, because how did they solve it is they hit some things, spun some things around, but it didn't really matter. They just smashed the thing in the middle, and I'm sure everything will be fine from here on out, because they solved it, you know? What are you going to do? 
You know, I'm sure there's no repercussions whatsoever because that's adventuring for you. Anyway, just remember uh, the most important part of today is that when you're in the streets talking about me, remember refer to me as Rex Mancake and we're all going to be just peaches. It's going to be great. Um, but besides that, um, I do hope you join us back here next time because, oh, 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 oh boy, things get rootin' tootin' fresh and fruitin'. That's not really a phrase. I don't know. I'm getting a little silly up here. There's some fighting that happens. Um, there's some nefarious people that enter into the mix and it really um, begs the question of what's behind all of this craziness in Rim. Um, I don't know that the brute force necessarily thinks about it too awful much, but boy, it does beg the question for a informed audience. All right, well, um, I do hope to see all of you here next time at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. Tip your Minotaur bartenders and I, Rex Mancake. We'll see you next time. Oh my goodness gracious. What an exciting episode. I thought it was fun. I I mean, I'm biased. Yeah, I thought it was a really, really fun episode. And I thought all of us, all five of us were equally very professional while the others were having their scenes. And we sort of split off. <laughs> Nobody was making faces. No, no one was making faces. Nobody was. No one was putting beanie babies on their head. Nobody was doing shoulder shimmies. No, because that would have been, because that's on camera for our webcams. And so that would have been really unprofessional and probably distracting. Honestly. So for, for all of you at home, for through the first part of this, uh, Just the first part. <laughs> there was a Well, we're gonna we're gonna work our way sure. through it. Um, through the first part when when it was all John and Pat, um, yeah. like Ray was doing a lot of faces and then she was like doing like like physical comedy, a lot of like I made my mouth really small and right under my nose. Seated dance movements, sure. you know, things like that. And that took that took you about five minutes in, and then Carly noticed you were doing it, and so then Carly was doing it back to you. Yeah, yeah. We did the um, little cat dance, the little uh TikTok cat dance together for a little bit. That was very good. Yeah. And then John noticed that the shimmy shoulders were happening, and then John was in the middle of a scene and he was shimmy shouldering. It was very good. Um, infectious. And so then once you once you guys get, like moved into the forefront, uh, then like everybody just kept themselves busy. Except Pat. Pat, strangely enough, was the one true professional here today. <laughs> Which like kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. But it's exciting. It was fun. Um, hey, you managed to uh, get a new brain friend. No. Cammy got a new brain no, friend. You yeah, know. that's exciting. No, you gave it's me. Exciting. You, gave, you awarded me with a with a, a gorilla with an ape that I love very very much. You get you. I have a mm -hmm. monkey friend that you keep trying to jokingly kill, or jokingly antagonize. I have never attempted. I have never attempted to kill or antagonize that, that monkey. monkey's safety continues to be threatened, but that's fine. And so now you have a literal god, or uh, extra being. You have a. a magical big bad scary thing that has now uh cursed me and <laughs> threatened to kill me out of mud so uh everyone hates cammy and i oof, she's gonna grow from that uh, <laughs> this struggle listen yeah. it's an entire alien landscape mm -hmm. did that creature threaten to kill you they s out of mud yeah Maybe okay. you could interpret it that way. <laughs> I think it will. You could also interpret it. You could also interpret it like that was building a connection, you know, crafting a you and then impaling it with its antlers. Yeah, connected to the place where my heart would be. Oh no, it, it went through your. It went through your head. That's important that you know that it went through your okay. head. Okay, very, very important that it wants to kill my brain. Mm -hmm. Building connections, building connections, building fan bases, building friends. Speaking of. Uh, building fan bases full of friends and connections. We got a review. Uh, this is by Bloody Moo Moo. Fox still good. Holy kitten. Best podcast in existence. Love the entire cast. Storytelling only rivaled by Johnny Cash and 90s hip hop. May the god of chaos bless your journey and may no harm come to the fine folks of this ultimate treasure of joy and creativity. XOXO. And then a kissy emoji. Ooh. Okay. Listen. Yeah, a little forward, but I'm kind of okay the with it. The first kissy like, emoji that we've gotten, to my knowledge, in a review, and I love it. I especially love that it's titled Fox Still Good, because whew, now I feel like 
Yeah, I feel like Cammy was at the forefront of this person. I especially like the fact that this person's name was Bloody Moo Moo because it makes me think of an undercooked hamburger. Bloody Moo Moo makes me think of what um, Kathy Bates wore in Misery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a bloody, bloody moo moo. Yeah, bloody moo moo. Bloody moo moo is the bloody mary for cows. Uh, oh, it's a bloody right? mary, but there's milk in it instead of tomato juice. Oh no, no, the tomato juice would have to be in there too, though. Oh, it's Kahlua. Uh. It's Kahlua, tomato juice. Because um, that's the bloody. vodka. Yeah, vodka. And um, still, still pepper around what the, the, the rim. What if instead of a celery stick, the classic celery stick, it's a mm-hmm. skewer of beef, and now it's a bloody moo? So you're taking you're taking the the Kahlua out entirely. No, I'm taking the celery out. Right. I'm just saying that so are we are we still doing Kahlua? Is it a milk and beef scenario? It's a beef and dairy. I don't think it needs to be beef and fabulous. dairy to get the moo moo effect. Right. I'm just saying, which one is it? So you're saying. It's a Bloody Mary. You take the celery out of the Bloody Mary. You put a beef skewer. Put a beef stick. Wait, not a beef skewer. A Slim Jim. A Slim Jim. <laughs> I like that you're classing this down. I don't really... Yeah. I don't look at Slim Jim and think cow. And maybe maybe that's based on my rearing. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a beef stick. There's a beef stick option. <laughs> okay. There's a beef variety. It's a spiced beef variety. I'm if sure I had a nickel with. for every time I'd been referred to as a spiced beef variety... I'd have two nickels. Well, you'd have 10 cents, but it's, <laughs> it's strange that it happened twice. It's so weird <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to be a spiced beef variety yes. to us, all you have to do is uh, maybe check out our Patreon. Yeah. We're doing a new thing mm-hmm. on Patreon lately where we are um, playing a new game. We've been playing Franked for a while. So um, we're shifting a little. Since the... Yeah, we came up with Frank. Last time we came up, when we came up with Frank, that was the last time we were in the same place at the same time. Which is so that's wild. forever ago. Yeah, because Carly and I came up with that idea when we were sitting beside each other, and I can't imagine sitting beside one of my friends right now. <laughs> um, so we're doing a new thing where we're playing uh, a new version of uh, a weird little game. We're playing it's a divine intermission. Yeah. So. Uh- I have actually seized control, seized the means of production. I have taken over the reins as a GM, as dice boss, as a dungeon mommy, as whatever we want to call it. Um, and rule book out the window because I'm letting them all play gods. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm not going to tell the rest of the cast. Adam, don't listen. Um, they get to play. They each get to play one god and I get to play the other ten. <laughs> Fuckers. Got him. I schooled him. Yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. fun. I get to play fast and loose with NPC antagonism, which is a thing that I love that for you. You know, flip it on its ear, yeah. really. And here's the thing: fight me. <laughs> in, in brute force, I could play hundreds of characters. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah, so. I want to play exactly ten characters each with limitless amounts of power <laughs> and mm-hmm. animal forms mm-hmm. because I gotta keep that those animal character brand strong for some reason. <laughs> Always choosing animal characters. Don't know why. Don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of ways you're an animorph. Um, so check us out on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Brute Force Cash. You can follow Ray on Twitter. It's my favorite Twitter account. Even though she doesn't tweet very regularly, it's the only one that I have notifications (laughs) on for at Ray, not Romano. Uh, Or you could follow Adam at the Adam bash on Twitter. Uh, He's at the Adam bash and a lot of other places, but especially on Twitter. Okay. Not a lot of uh, statements about the quality of my Twitter account, but that's okay. Uh, You could follow Carly on Twitter at animated me with the E's S threes. Uh, you can follow John on Twitter at Newser with a Z, not a Z. And you can follow Pat on Twitter at Patrick underscore Rankin, I think. Yeah, it's Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we pronounce it Patwick underscore Wankin. Um, but yeah. that's a that's yeah. a like colloquial thing. You can actually uh, check out the Discord as well at uh, bit.ly slash pathwickwankin. Yeah, you need to say it like that out loud. It's kind of like the death note. You like that you have to say it mm-hmm. out loud while you're searching it in order to use that shortened URL. Uh, but it's worth it for the convenience. I will take a chip 
and eat it. Um, also, yeah. I did mention the Patreon. I did mention the fact that we're doing that new show there on the Patreon. You should go to the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash brute force. So, getting wet and wild over there. It is getting wet. It is getting wild. It's getting wet and wild. Mm-hmm. And Which wet and wild are uh, close to godliness. Wetness and wildness are close to godliness. And Wetness is close to godliness. Yes. Wildness is close to godlessness. I see. Split the difference. So, split the difference. Yeah. Mortal, mortals. Everyone That's knows balanced breakfast, and you got to split the difference between mm-hmm. wetness and wildness. Split the yeah. difference between wet and wild. Yeah. Yep. Sparks are magic. Split the difference. Adam took away post its because he hates us. What are the, What else do we? Stickums. Um, justice, justice for Bobo. He's the best monkey. Horse. No, not horse. Uh, I, I'm starting a small GoFundMe for Cami because Adam keeps sticking <laughs> very powerful beings after Cami. Don't don't give any money to Cammy. It's a spiritual GoFundMe. Send her vibes. Adam only takes vibes. Send her vibes. <laughs> Please, sir, can you spare some vibes? My small fox girl's gone gravely ill. Okay, this is this has gone off the rails. Mm-hmm.